The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is, in fact, 12.06 on this Tuesday, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. Right now, it is 12.06 on this uh, Tuesday, uh, a lot of fast-developing stories. Folks, this portion of our program is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Now, where are you right now? Just think. They're located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. You could be popping in and uh, seeing everyone at Ron's Pastry Gourmet, where they have the delicious, first of all, everything baked fresh. Their new hours, they are now open Tuesday through Saturday. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. And remember, they have the incredible uh, Let's Go Brandon Donuts that people, and uh, cupcakes, I should say, and cupcakes that everyone uh, absolutely loves. It's, folks, it's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see them. Again, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Now, they also have delicious calzones and, uh, you know, sausage and pepper and delicious sandwiches. Look for them on Facebook. Again, it's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see them. They're open right now. They are open. You could be enjoying a delicious lunch. And again, everything baked fresh. They have the um, Zeppelins that are going to be coming very, very soon as we're approaching St. Patrick's Day and St. Joseph's Day. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Good afternoon also to everybody who tunes in for the noon report. On Facebook, just find the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And folks, remember, now we have some great sponsors on our website. We had the story in the video up last night about that group that was uh, protesting in Providence last night. I think Justin Katz, we have on every Monday, he wrote a great piece saying, you know, these are two extreme fringe groups and they're yelling at each other. And you have mayoral lords, all these people up in arms. There's real violence going on in Providence. But listen, make no mistake about it. When someone shows up with the Nazi flag, it's it's very alarming, and I say that the um, the, the and, and Justin is you know just all you know he's the idea that the Nazi threat is significant is laughable to ignore. But the white supremacy, where's the mainstream media in inconsistent consistency? So very good piece about that. Now I wrote about this group. Now you have Governor McKee weighing in on it. There's no place for hate in our community. The video showing group waving Nazi flags is unacceptable, disgusting. I condemned last night. Where is he? He's been silenced. As far as contact the Providence police, they were unseen. They were unseen uh, last night. So has he has has never spoken out on violence in Providence, and suddenly now. Uh, you know, they were all up in arms about this whole thing because a, a group of idiots with, with masks on show up um, as, as a group of communists are reading something. And so they were banging on the windows outside. If you haven't seen it, you can go to the website, depetro.com. We had it up last night. Again, as a member on the Rhode Island uh, Coalition for Israel, of, of course I'm against this group. I wrote about this group. Uh, back in, in fact, in November. In November, I, I wrote about the group. So, but let's make, make no mistake about it. There was no violence last night other than, I don't understand. So he's asking, Governor McKee is asking anyone with information to contact the Providence police. The Providence police were on scene last night and they dispersed. There was no destruction of property. It was a group of of people yelling. Why is Governor McKee telling, why is he telling people to contact the Providence police? <laughs> I, police were on scene last night. What is, what is he talking about? What were they supposed to do? <laughs> I mean, what, I don't understand. So listen, I don't agree, agree with them either. I also don't agree with the, I don't understand. There's this group. And again, if you go to the website, petro.com back in, um, <clears throat> I put out a story. This group, it's like a neo-Nazi, white supremacist, whatever they call themselves. 
uh, Ocean State 131, National Social Club, neo-Nazi group. And they're in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Who knows? It's school vacation week. They showed up outside of Black Lives Matter headquarters in Pawtucket. And I had posted about it in November and no one, the rest of the media ignored the story. So they stood there outside and they took pictures of themselves. And now you have, you know, the Providence police are going to be under fire saying, well, why didn't they arrest them last night? Well, what were they supposed to arrest them for? For yelling through a window and and banging on the window. And now both uh, Governor McKee and Mayor Alors are saying if you have information, contact the Providence police. Well, the Providence police were called to the scene. Um. Yeah, there's no place. Governor McKee, folks, at 1212, he has never talked about violence in Providence. Never talked about violence in Providence. He's He has never condemned gang violence and murder in the shootings that have taken place. So, but now, if you have information, contact the Providence Police Department. The Providence Police Department were on scene, called by a neighbor. The communists inside... We're saying we didn't call state control, government control, whatever they call themselves. I mean, what is he talking about? And arrest them for what? For standing outside holding a flag? I, again, I don't agree with it. Of course I don't. And I, I, it's, a, it's, it's beyond, it's, it's embarrassing. They're, who in this day and age is walking around... <clears throat> Misfits, and they band together. I'm not even sure that they're Rhode Island. So what? So on Camp Street in Providence, um, you know, a, a group wants to get together and read some some communist communist paraphernalia. What, what? What does anyone care? So what? Providence police asked them to leave. We didn't ask for help from police. It was only the threat of state violence. That ended the importance of the, they're reading the Communist Manifesto. It's Red Book Day, whatever that is. So what? Let them do that. Who cares? But now, of course, Mayor Lords is weighed in. Governor McKee is weighing in. Governor McKee has never talked about the violence in Providence. Never talked about the violence in Providence. He never Governor McKee never has spoken out, never spoke out when uh, murders in Providence and for people to and tell people to contact the police, to contact police. I mean, that that is just... Um, it's so ridiculous. Now, again, I think uh, Justin Katz is is right on the money on this. That it, it is stupid. It's theater. These people dressing and they just have masks on and they're in hoods. You can see the video, and it, it's just stupid, is what it is. And and I posted about it back in November. They were taking pictures of themselves outside of Black Lives Matter headquarters in Pawtucket. It's just stupid. They're not accomplishing anything. I don't, it's, it's like, what is this? It's like they're playing, I don't know what they're playing. And then waving this flag around. Um, the people that were inside last night, they should have gone outside because they would have scattered in two seconds. Normally, this is the type that, you know, they can't punch the way out of a paper bag. They're afraid of their own shadow. Um, one of the communists inside was like, we were outnumbered. I. You know, I mean, throw a punch. I, I don't know what to make of this group. People marching around like that, taking pictures outside Black Lives Matter headquarters and then and then going where a bunch of communists are sitting reading communist manifesto. I mean, so that so you go and start banging on the window and yelling at them and holding holding up your stupid flag? That that that's just moronic behavior. But but for Governor McKee now to weigh in, oh, contact the Providence police. His state police were, were aware of what went on in Pawtucket. 
So, all right. Now, there are developments with what's going on overseas. I believe President Biden, I want to double check, but I believe the president's going to speak at one o'clock um, regarding that. You know, I also want to touch on, folks, and again, good afternoon, uh, 1216. I know Governor McKee, he gave a campaign speech. Um, the media, they were running it. There's a difference between he's not giving like an official um, speech as governor. He's giving a campaign kickoff speech. So, you know, he's touting all his accomplishments. He feels that that he should, in fact, um, be elected and he's going to get his primary in September. But, folks, check it out again. We. We have the video and the story, and I'm going to re- we already have it posted about this group back in November. No one else did anything about it, uh, but it's it's on the website, dipetro.com, and I want to recognize one of our great sponsors on dipetro.com. It's our friend, Kenny Delgarian, president of Delgarian Properties, well-known developer in Rhode Island, strong reputation over 40 years. He has some fantastic properties. There's a link right on the website, dipetro.com, and you can go to it. So um, now again, Governor McKee said nothing. His state police investigated the situation that happened with this group in Pawtucket. They did it the night before Thanksgiving and he was silent. So now I also, you know, here's what I want to mention. Someone sent me a message. I won't say who, but I think this is interesting. Now, folks, I have said, and let me be very clear, at 1217, all right. I believe Putin is he we haven't had to face a dictator. Just hear me out at 1218. Excuse me. Um, he is a, a ruthless murderer dictator. And <clears throat> listen, we're going to watch how this plays out. But I believe this is a problem that needs to be dealt with. And I'm not saying that it has to have the United States fingerprints on it. But I know some people, what are you talking, why would we get involved? Here's what I'm hearing. We have our own problems at the border. There's a difference. You're already seeing how the entire world and the balance and shift of the world could change when you have a country like Russia just invading countries and democracies. Even though, all right, fine. Someone said, but yeah, but Juan, we have our own invasion. True. But all the illegals coming in on our southern border, they're not, right, they're not. Well, in some ways, they are killing people in the United States, but it's not the mass murder that we're we're looking at. But let me just be very clear. Someone said to me, where are you saying that we should get involved and take out Putin? I can't find that anywhere. Let me be very clear. That is my opinion. I swear, some people don't know the difference between opinion and fact. It is a fact that Russian troops are moving into Ukraine. That's a fact. I don't wait. For Fox News or others to give me the talking points of how I should react to it. Now, in my mind, that's called parroting. A lot of people do that. There are some people that they they wait to see what, you know, we know the list. Sean and Tucker and Dan Bongino and Ben Shapiro and, and what they say should happen. And then they just parrot, okay, that's right what we're supposed to be saying. I am telling you. This guy is not going anywhere, and he needs to be dealt with. And he he presents a lot of problems. So when someone says, where are you getting this that we should take out Putin? I, that is based on opinion of history, reading the story. That That's not a fact. That's my opinion that I believe he doesn't care about the Russian people. He believes they are entitled to take back that land that was, he believes, unfairly broken up. The people of Ukraine want democracy. The, the people of Ukraine want freedom. Um, now, you know, I, I'm not talking about putting American troops on the ground. I'm not talking about that. There's other forms of warfare. There's other things that we still have, the finest military in the world. But if you want a parrot, you've come to the wrong place. You know, I can't believe you're saying that. That's not what Sebastian Gorka is saying. I don't care what Sebastian Gorka is saying. You know, there's different parrots. Just if you'll allow me a moment at 1221. Um, there are different people that are talk hosts around the country. And they can't do a local show. 
because all they know is they just parrot what they hear from Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram, and then they just parrot it the next day. And they, they stay away from local stories, right? Because there's no talking points for that. Now, Juan, I don't do that. I read as much as I can. I talk to different sources, and then you form an opinion. But I want to be very clear. There's a difference between, and some people don't recognize, opinion and fact. So when I am saying, and I'm telling you, look at history. You know, you can't get into a situation of appeasement with dictators. We, we, those who ignore history are condemned to repeat it. That's what people like Neville Chamberlain and others. Listen, people now regard World War II, the greatest generation, we saved the world. Listen, not everyone was on board with that. If you really study history, you go back to the 30s and before Pearl Harbor. Joe Kennedy leading the pack. Stay out. It's not our war. Stay out of that. Protect American interests. You know, people that don't know history, they don't understand that. Or they, they don't realize there were people saying, just give Hitler the territory that he wants. And that'll make him happy. It'll go away. The problem is they become emboldened. Putin is becoming very decisive and emboldened. He's not thinking about things anymore. He's taking action. You don't form 190,000 troops on the border to pose. What is he supposed to do? Have them fold the tents and go back? They're in action. And, you know, the more they take power, I recognize some people want to be ostrich in the sand. Put your head in the sand like an ostrich. Just worry about our own country. If it was only that simple. You know, the United States, how many businesses? The first thing many businesses would say is that their businesses are being affected by actions overseas. Now, China is very intently watching what's going to happen here. I'm not talking that Biden goes in and presses a nuclear button and boom. I am saying that I believe this is my opinion. So when someone says, I can't find what you're saying, any, because I'm giving a blanking opinion. Everyone's not there yet. I'm just saying that old commercial. I think it was used to be for a muffler. And it was, you can pay me now or pay me later. We have history has shown us Putin does not care about his people. He will let the Russians starve. He doesn't care. He's a brutal dictator killer. He is worried about history, his role in history, how he's going to be remembered in Russian history. Putin feels disrespected by the West. And let me be very clear about something. This has nothing. In some ways, it does have to do with the United States. Has less to do with Biden. Putin feels that because of the actions of the United States and spreading democracy in the Western world and everyone that gets accustomed to our way of life wants to embrace our way of life. He's really waging a war against freedom and against the West. It has really, I believe, what does it have to do with Biden? My opinion, this has more to do with everything I've read and listen to. It has more to do with he sees an opportunity that America is a divided nation, which we are. We have very weak leadership right now, which we do in the form of President Biden and Harris. But this is more about a war. It's really against the United States. Why didn't he move when President Trump was in office? I don't know. They had a little bit of an odd relationship. They had a lot of private meetings. Um, in some ways, President Trump was at times seemingly a little too close to him, but he kept him at bay. And he never invaded like this. But this is not about Biden. It's really not. This goes back to this has been simmering. It is bad blood. He had to watch the fall of the Soviet Union. He had to watch Germany and the wall came down. He had to watch the fall of the Soviet Union and then Russia, part of their territory, becoming free countries. And it it was grating on him through the 90s. And then, you know, President Bush, I talked about in 2006, President Bush had to refuel and Putin was all excited. 
and prepared for a meeting with the U.S. president at the Kremlin. Bush blew him off. No, you can just come to the airport hangar where we're going to refuel Air Force One. You know, missed opportunity in some way. We should have kept them under thumb more. We should have tried to find a way to bring them into the fold more. It's all about respect. That's what thugs and dictators, they're about. It's, a, it's about respect and disrespecting who's not respecting. You know, everything in that world is respect. And then when President Obama, you know, dismissed Russia, said they're, they're a regional power. You know, that when you're dealing with a madman, a murderer, a killer, he poisons people, he jails people, he thinks nothing of killing people, having people killed. It, it grades on him and he just starts this march. We're going to once again take back this Russian territory. And the people of Ukraine have said, you know, we like the Western world. We like democracy. We're embracing freedom. And what does Putin say? They're, they're like Stockholm syndrome. It's, they're like hostages. They don't even realize they belong to Russia. So my point is, I hope sanctions do work. I do. I certainly don't want to see us get involved in a war. But we have seen in history, when you have someone, this is not someone acting rational. This is not someone who's trying to up the deal, right? He wants it all. And it does seem right now that both Russia and China are, they want to seem the two world powers and they regard the U.S., as a lesser power. You know, people forget in World War I, the United States was not feared getting involved in World War I. We, we were seen as like a middle of the pack type of nation. They never realized uh, the capabilities of, of, of the Americans going back to World War I. World War II speaks for itself, right? I mean, how many people have said if it weren't for the United States, we'd all be speaking German right now. Hitler and Japan, they weren't going to stop. He is that type of dictator. So I, I recognize right now that I am not. I, 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 Tucker Carlson said on the air, what's the difference between Russia and Ukraine? Listen, I'm a fan of Tucker. Um, I don't watch his show every night. I I, I respect him. I like him. It's obviously, listen, it's the most powerful show on television. But you, you've got to be kidding me. I listen, the Ukraine leader is, he's a former comedian, actually. He's a former entertainer. He's way in over his head. So I'm not saying the situation with Ukraine is, is perfect. But I am telling you, this, this thing is, is going to get ugly. And then the rest of the world is going to be saying, how are we standing by as this type of thing is happening? And we do have problems in our own country. I, I get that. Are you kidding right now? I would argue the opposite. I don't. Biden, President Biden and Harris, this administration, they can't handle what's happening now. They can't handle COVID. They don't know how to end inflation. They can't figure out the blanking supply chain situation. Now you throw this into the mix. No, I don't think Biden is is up for it. But I, I believe this has it has really little to nothing to do with other than I don't, I don't believe that Putin respects uh, Biden and Harris. He certainly isn't afraid of them. And it's becoming like a vicious game of chicken. It is becoming a he is, you know, really willing to see how. How far he can push it and the Americans will do nothing. I want to remind people that during the 90s, when Bill Clinton was in office, when the, the Osama bin Laden, when they tried to take down the World Trade Center, I was living in New York the day that happened, February of 1993. What happened? What did we do after that? We just prosecuted the people involved with it. They bombed our embassies. Um, <clears throat> In 96, and the United States did nothing. Osama bin Laden, when he used to recruit members of al-Qaeda, he used to say, the Americans are paper tigers. You hit them and they run. They bombed the USS Cole and we did nothing. Again, they, they bombed our embassies in uh, um, Kenya and Tanzania and we did nothing. And that they grew bolder. There's an escalation. There's a progression that happens. 
right? It's like a child that takes a piece of candy. If no one says anything, they take another one. And then they take two and three. Becomes like a crime spree. So this is, granted, a very high-level game of, of Putin wants to see where is the line. Let me see where's the real line. What are they willing to let us get away with? You know, even Biden said, no, this is going to be a minor incursion. That encourages someone. But I want to remind people, you know, go back. You look, there were people. with uh, Neville Chamberlain, right, who to me, that's like a Link Chafee. They're pacifists. They're always against war. Always. Link Chafee likes to say, I was the only one that voted against the Iraq war. Well, what's disingenuous about that? is he's against every war. He's against any war. See, to me, a vote like that, it doesn't count. I remember my colleague, Eileen Violet, you say, you know, I give him credit. He he was voting against that anyway. It's like someone that, can I ask you a question? No. What's the, you know, uh, the answer is no. Whatever the question is, the answer to that, that's Chafee. Neville Chamberlain, just give Hitler more territory. Then he'll be happy. Then he'll be happy. Then they just keep moving. Then they start to get other people that join their forces. It becomes like a street gang. So, but let me be very clear. I recognize, like Tucker Carlson to say, what's the difference between Ukraine and Russia? There's a world of difference between Ukraine and Russia. And I understand people saying, you know, let the European countries do that. I I I agree with that. But we we I am telling you. That at some point, this guy's going to have to be dealt with. Um, in an ideal situation, it just doesn't have our fingerprints on it. Now, close to the home, Governor McKee did kick off his campaign for governor today. I want to touch on that. And I do want to talk about this situation that happened last night in Providence. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Kogi. It's R.E. Coogan Heating. Remember, for heating, cooling, and plumbing, call them today, 401 401- 732-6562-401-732-6562. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, plumbing, heating, and cooling. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. And also online at recooganheating.com. Folks, as always, visit the website, depetro.com. We do have the video up in the story. And this story about what happened last night in Providence, I'll explain it to you in just a moment. But uh, this portion of the program, and again, uh, check the website to Petro.com, is brought by Soul Source Restoration. They clean and disinfect residential commercial properties. Call Mike Seepy and company today, 401-712-2700. There's a link on the website, clean, disinfect residential commercial properties, Soul Source Restoration and online at soulsourcerestoration.com. So last night, a small group, there's apparently this place in Providence. They have space. It's, I don't even know, I've never seen it, but it's it opened, I guess, in the fall. So they have like a small storefront and who knows who owns it, but they, it's almost, it's, it's a communist gathering. They do communist readings. Um, I never heard about it until last night. It's called Red Ink. So apparently, and again, if you go to the website, petro.com, yesterday was a significant day in the communist world. I didn't know that, um, but it was a significant day in the communist world because uh, they have this thing called Red Books Day. Join us at Red Inc. Celebrate Red Books Day. And they read co- uh, chapters of the Communist Manifesto. Now, so they're communists. They are stated communists. Now- this is 2022, and we have freedom of speech. If a group of people want to get together and do peaceful reading of the Communist Manifesto, um, like whatever, who cares? I don't care. Uh, I don't think you should care. They're not doing anything violent. They're not. They're doing a reading, and then apparently they even had a live stream. And then as they were doing this, at some point, this group showed up and I recognize uh, their flag and who they are. And the media is going ballistic about this right now. And the 
Uh, Black Lives Matter, PAC, RI is going crazy over. Now a Lords are Makia weighing on, in on it. And it's this group that, oh, I'm seeing right now, um, a group of 15, 20, oh, okay. Um, let me just see who that is. So now the, the local um, people. See, what they're all jumping on is this, this group that they had, it, it's some semblance of a Nazi flag. But it's it's not a, um, let me find it. I have it right there. They, they have their own flag, but it certainly looks like a Nazi flag. And they wear masks. And they're young males. I don't know who they are. They call themselves 131. And so they're, they show up. As these communists are reading their communist manifesto, I think they're from Massachusetts, but it's the same group. They call themselves Ocean State 131 Boys, and they just posted some pictures of themselves outside the Black Lives Matter uh, headquarters in Pawtucket. So last night, as these communists are doing their reading on Red Book Day... These idiots show up outside and they start banging on the windows and yelling at them. And, you know, here's the thing. What, what I have a problem, where I really have a problem with this group, other than I don't really know a lot about them. Um, I, I've never seen them. I want to be very clear. I have a problem with any group. For instance, this group. Um, if they want to have a protest, then go somewhere and have a protest. I don't like several things. I don't like the fact that they hide behind masks. I don't really know what their beliefs are. Uh, I've posted some of their rhetoric. It seems very anti-Semitic. So I don't understand this going, showing up. They look like they're looking for some kind of a cause. But if you want to have a protest, then go somewhere and have a protest. You know, I've said the same thing. There's one thing. A lot of these groups, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whatever, they will stand somewhere and they'll they'll have a protest. Um, same thing with the people that gathered at the state house that are against any type of action in Russia. But there's something you, you can't rally behind, like have guts. I think it's cowardly to just hide behind masks and hoods and then go and start banging the windows and yelling at whoever these people are that are doing a communist reading. But Alorza and McKee, and they're going up in arms. And Black Lives Matter is saying the biggest th- uh, challenge we have right now in Rhode Island is white supremacy. And listen, what the, the, they are silent with all the gang violence in Providence. The, the biggest problem in Providence right now is the gangs and the violence. And Mayor Alorza has allowed gangs to fester. So suddenly, this gang, they don't like. And I understand why. I'm not naive to it. That's very jarring. Um, I don't recall the last time I saw any element close to a Nazi flag in Providence. Um, a lot of times when I'm you know, asked or people discuss this stuff, I, I tell them that, that they're delusional. That if anything, that maybe other parts of the country, other parts of the world, this type of thing goes on. But... I just didn't think that it, this type of thing goes on in Rhode Island. I think a lot of times they're, I don't know what they are. They're young males that hide behind masks. Even the pictures that I had posted of them on petro.com when they were outside, they all, all have their faces covered. Um, the whole thing is, um, it's just odd. They're, they're, they're all white males. They all seem to be, I don't know how old they are. Late teens, early 20s. Um, I don't know that much about the group. It's like an underground type of group. But they, they certainly, um, it gives, you know, here you have Alorzer and McKee screaming, we have, I can't Governor McKee telling people to contact the Providence Police. The Providence Police were on the scene. I don't know what they were supposed to do um, if they feel that they were, if he's saying they should have arrested them. But as I said, you know, Governor McKee, we've had high profile violence in Providence and Governor McKee has never 
weighed in on it. And suddenly he now he is waiting in, <clears throat> excuse me, on this. Folks, at 141, and again, we are going to watch because President Biden was set to speak at 2 o'clock. And now I believe it's 1 o'clock. And I do want to carry this. This is obviously the situation um, with Russia and Ukraine is serious. This portion of the program is brought to you by Propane Plus. Call Propane Plus today at 401-885-4209. Make Propane Plus your propane supplier. Heating, including cooling, they're the leading provider, Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's Propane Plus in Massachusetts. Call them at 508-252-3359. Remember, that team, three generations, they're available 24-7, online billing, schedule your service and delivery. It's Propane Plus. And uh, online at propaneplus.com, their website is very, uh, very, very customer-friendly at Propane Plus. So, folks, at 1242, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. So, I don't know. If you know about this group, you can certainly send me message on uh, Facebook Messenger. Or if you'd like to get in touch with me, go to the website, depetro.com, uh, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, and then just click on Contact John, and you can send me a direct email. But I first learned of this group, and it seems to be the same group, when they uh, appeared the, um, the night before Thanksgiving. And I posted a story about it, and the state police were involved, and they, they were posing outside the Black Lives Matter headquarters in Pawtucket, and the media ignored it. Um, and it's basically the same thing, although, you know, they didn't, there was no one there at the time. But last night, there were these group of communists. Now, I noticed the media is trying to say, oh, it's just a book reading in Providence. That's a little disingenuous. No, it was a communist book reading. But that said, you know, that, that, that is just so, who designed the idea? Let's go there and we're going to yell outside unless they expected them to come out and maybe they were going to fight them. Uh, some neighbor called the police and then the police did show up. But that's in this day, in any day and age. Listen, no one, when you drag out the Nazi flag, that, that only means one thing. I don't know. I don't even know how you get a flag like that. I guess maybe you could order them online. Um but I, I think it's cowardly. I think it's cowardly. It's also disgraceful in this day and age. And then you have, uh, yeah, here it is now. Now Channel 12 has picked up on it. Neo-Nazis interrupt book reading at Providence Library. Well, it's it's actually a, oh yeah, the Reading Community Library. It's a, it's a communist library. And they have Black Lives Matter in the window. I think they're over, yeah, they're on Camp Street. Uh, 15 to 20 people standing outside, hitting the windows with the hands. They were carrying a uh, swastika flag. And police said the group dispersed once they arrived. There was no damage to the building. Uh, Governor McKee said there's no place for hate. Um, I stand with those condemning last night. There's no, here's Black Lives Matter Rhode Island. There's a pack. There's no greater threat to Rhode Island than Nazism and white supremacy. That, that that's actually not true. There was there was no violence. Uh, there's a lot of theater. I agree that that flag. If I if I was in a building or restaurant or looked out my house or saw I was if I was at an organization, I was at some kind of a meeting, and suddenly there were people outside yelling and they're holding up a Nazi flag. Yeah, that's. I would think that's very alarming. But. But that's really, I mean, no one was shot. No one was killed. Uh, there was no, there wasn't even violence. They didn't even smash the windows, as a matter of fact. They yelled at them, and then when the police showed up, they dispersed and left wherever they went. So, but that's the, the biggest threat, according to Black Lives Matter PAC, is white supremacy. And not that that's, I, I completely... You know, again, so notice there's nothing about the gang problem in Providence. You know, Providence has a gang problem. Um, there's no greater threat to Rhode Island than Nazism and white supremacy. H- how is that possible? 
There's no greater threat to Rhode Island. How many people have been killed by gang violence in the city of Providence? You know, Governor McKee never even commented where a quarter mile from where this happened last night, uh, poor Maya was shot and killed, leaving a, a house party in Providence. And Governor McKee never responded, and he never encouraged anyone with information to contact the Providence police. But a bunch of idiots show up because it's school vacation week uh, and start marching around outside and banging on the windows. Suddenly now um, they're all, you know, tweeting about it. Now, again, there's nothing to defend here. Um, I think Justin has a good take on it. It's political theater. Um, and, and um, you know, a, a, a group of white males who hide their faces in masks carrying a Nazi flag yelling inside of a group of people reading the Communist Manifesto. I mean, that the whole thing is seems rather outrageous. But folks, here's the um, some of the latest headlines. Peacekeeping tanks roll into Ukraine. Zelensky, the head of Ukraine, hints at pursuing nukes. How Biden could cut Russia off from world tech. Something needs to happen. Can false flag attacks succeed in the information age? U.S. spy plane takes spotlight in empty airspace. Now that's interesting. Putin takes swipe at American world order. China walking a tightrope. That's an understatement. Defiant Putin rattles the West. Troops have entered the Ukraine. Germany halts pipeline. Danger, cyber attacks on satellites, and oil nears $100. The, um, the element of oil, that's a concern. Uh, anyone right now saying, I'm more concerned about what's happening on our southern border. Listen, if, if gas goes to $7 a gallon, that's, that's, that's a major problem. And the more that this is a, disrupt, a disruption into our way of life, it's, it's a problem. Uh, China keeps walking its tightrope between the Russia and West as tensions flare. China did not endorse Moscow's latest move, but still recognize what it called Russia's legitimate security concerns. See, that's how they're describing it. That, and that's propaganda, that they are afraid. Remember, Russia is peddling that Ukraine is it's a security threat towards them. The Chinese foreign minister called on all parties involved to, quote, exercise restraint, resolve the crisis through negotiation in a phone conversation with the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken. He still referred to countries' legitimate security concerns, a nod towards Russia's assertion that Ukraine represents a threat. He said the situation in Ukraine is getting worse. Speaking in an emergency U.N. meeting, The China representative of the U.N. urged all parties seek a reasonable solution, equal and mutual respect. The comments from top Chinese diplomats coming after the Russian commitment to deploy troops underlying Beijing's conflicted position as the Ukraine crisis unfolds against the backdrop of warming ties between Moscow and Beijing. Now, part of this for China, supporting a Russian invasion of Ukraine would harm already deteriorating ties with Western nations. But Beijing is also eager to booster its relationship with Moscow to counter what it sees as U.S. efforts to suppress its rise as a global power. Listen, I agree with everyone that says that Biden is not up to the task. We're going to need all elements of the U.S. government and U.S. military might on this. Um, it would certainly seem from what we understand that Putin wants to, he wants to control Ukraine. He also wants his territory back. After the end of the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, a lot of that territory, they became free nations and, and they don't, they don't like it. Folks, again, if you want to see the video and the first story, we were first up with it last night Again, I encourage you to log on at petro.com. We do have it. And, you know, to be realistic, listen, I don't see what was accomplished. I don't know any of those people. I think it's stupid. Uh, 
I don't know what is gained out of that. Going to Providence, some people are reading a communist book and they're banging on the windows and holding up a Nazi flag. Um, but they, you know, they they weren't they didn't damage anything. They there was no violence last night. Um, they didn't damage the building. They didn't smash the window. That would have been vandalism. But this is big. Germany halts Russian pipeline. Biden aid calls Russian move an invasion. Sanctions taking shape after Putin orders forces to separate enclaves. So, as I've said, folks, this this is going to it's going to go on for a while, and where things are really going to heat up is if, in fact, they're already moving in. Is if at some point. You know, there's a skirmish of some kind with the Ukraine military and some of the Russian forces that are already starting to move into the country. That's when this thing will then start to go to, um, I think, to another level. Uh, We'll see what the president says coming up at one o'clock. As far as uh, Governor McKee, um, I... um, I, I have a problem. You know, he obviously kicked off his campaign. I think um, there's a lot of things that the governor has done that his other, uh, um, you know, he will have the Democrat primary against Nellie Gorbea, Secretary of State, this Matt Brown, the socialist progressive, and then you also have the business person, Helena Folks. And the, Governor McKee, a lot of his missteps are not being highlighted by his opponents. And what's really missing from the equation is, uh, I believe, is a strong Republican candidate to truly call out Governor McKee, who, think about this, this is school vacation week, and he's having his announcement today, which he did, and then he, you know, they're all, none of them are in masks. And then next week, after February break, all the kids in Rhode Island have to go back into the classroom and they're all going to be in masks again. And a big part of that is, folks, that is, you know, the Democrat Party, that they, they want to continue. They are the party of masks. They are the party of, they want to keep children in masks. There's a, um, a union group. That they were posting yesterday that it's too soon. Everyone needs to remain in masks. Providence is going to remain in masks. Of course, it doesn't make sense. But that is something that Governor McKee is not going to face criticism from that from his own party. The other challenges challenges in the um, Democrat primary, they're not going to go after McKee on that. They're also not going to go after him with... um, and we'll have to see. He's doing a series of events today, and I'm anxious to see if anyone uh, actually asks him about giving the um, state workers the $3,000 bonuses. So now someone sent me um, a comment earlier saying that Governor McKee was saying he's going to have $3 billion to spend. I mean, you want to talk about a false sense of what it's really like to, to govern, and that's someone having... Uh, $3 billion to spend, but they definitely have close to $2 billion. Definitely have close to $2 billion. Folks, at 12.54 on this Tuesday, this portion of the program is brought to you by the Senadale Revival. I'd like you to pop in and try it. Great food and drink located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Senadale Revival, winner of several Rhode Island monthly awards. You're going to love it. Um, Shane and his crew, they run a great operation at the Senadale Revival. So, folks, again, um, we'll see what President Biden says. I plan to carry that uh, coming up next hour. The situation with Russia in in Ukraine, um, I think it is significant that this did not happen. And and what's interesting is no one has any answers. Um, You know what? it, It is pretty telling. He didn't move in when President Trump was in office. For whatever reason, they never moved in. Uh, They certainly didn't invade Ukraine while President Trump was in office. And I I would like to think that President Trump basically was like, there's there's no way we're going to allow that. But I'm seeing, so this is uh, Governor McKee's big day, formally announces. And 
but here's the thing. I'm running to create good paying jobs, support small business, grow our economy. Well, let's talk about that. Good paying jobs controlled by the union. A lot of the small business people have soured on Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Um, you know, he, he certainly seems to basically do whatever the, the unions want him to do. But um, he has served for almost a year and spent the last year, he says, right-sizing a listing ship. That's an interesting phrase. We have delivered important progress in this crisis. Well, the month of December was basically a disaster in the state and the month of January. And now that, you know, COVID is tampering down, we still have Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, who will be getting $46,000 a month um, beginning next month. And I would, you could certainly argue that the whole masking thing, it, it still doesn't make sense. It, it does, it hasn't made sense. It's not going to make sense. Um, but it, um, but he is, he is fully on board with that camp. And I know some of the McKee apologists say, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do to, to win a, a Democrat primary, but, um, he has his work cut out for him against Secretary of State Nelly Gorbea. Folks, at, at 12.57, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let me be very clear. I'm not voting for Nelly Gorbea. I would not vote for Nelly Gorbea. I've been a harsh critic of our Secretary of State. I still believe that primary is coming up. And you look at the calendar. Today's uh, Tuesday, February 22nd. So you have March. You have April. You have May. June, July, August, the primary is basically in six and a half months. And most people will decide who they're going to vote for in the next, you know, six months. So we're six months away. I think there's already, by the way, a a, um, gubernatorial Democrat forum that Governor McKee is not part of. So he doesn't plan to be part of it. But I think I did see that someone posted that they they are going to start to be out there in debate. I, I still nothing tells me anything differently that Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, folks, they're going to run very unconventional campaigns. It's going to be big on the ground game. It's going to be big on mail ballots. Uh, There's far too many people registered to vote in this state. No one is turned away from voting. I still am staying with my prediction that after this election, people are going to think twice and realize maybe it's not a good idea to have the person who's running for governor to also be running the election. I think there should be some provision that that person should resign, you know, six months to a year ahead of time to let somebody get in there to make sure that everything is above board. All right, next hour, more on. They're all up in arms over this group that showed up last night in Providence and yelled and banged on windows. Uh, And then also President Biden is expected to speak. It's the John DePietro Show. Now, remember, next hour is radio only. You can listen on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. And then you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. We're going to break and get an update in the 1 o'clock news. The Power Hour is next. Leave it right here on the John DePietro Show.